Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay and special episode today. And I'm just going to say it up front right now. Uh, I'm sure you'll see by the title, this is about the first episode of Crisis on Infinite Earths, the huge CW crossover. So I'm going to say it right now. Going forward, we're having spoilers. You have been warned. If you haven't seen it, you better stop right now because spoiler alert, here we go. First thing I got to say is, holy crimson skies of death the intro to this show was absolutely amazing with we get a voiceover of the monitor pretty much explaining the beginnings the origins of the multiverse it's essentially stemmed from the big bang you know first there was nothing and then you know nothing exploded and just exponentially began to grow um Forming the Mirth, uh, multiverse, basically, you know, an infinite number of possible, of poss, of possibilities, really. Um, you know, and really the explanation that we get is, you know, uh, everything kept growing, expanding, developing right up until this time now, uh, which he labels the age of heroes. Uh, you know, but now there is a huge threat to the multiverse to really, you know, everything at all. Uh, and that would be the anti monitor. You know, and really sort of like this, this, this wave that he's projecting, this, uh, anti, anti-matter wave. And, uh, you know, this is, you know, look, this was teased. No, I shouldn't say it was teased. It was set up last year. If you watch the big crossover last year, Elseworlds, uh, where, you know, in typical fashion, you know, the CW does crossovers where, you know, the heroes from Earth One, which is, uh, that's really the Arrowverse, you know, uh, Green Arrow and Flash. Legends of Tomorrow, um, and, you know, we'll also include Batwoman in that because, you know, they, they consider Batwoman to be part of Earth One. Um, you know, they would always team up with Earth 38, Supergirl, and later on Superman, uh, you know, to handle all these different events. So, you know, Elseworlds really kicked this off last year with, you know, the Monitor showing up. And really what he was doing is he was he was testing the heroes. He was testing the heroes to see if they're going to be ready to handle this crisis, uh, knowing very well that the Anti-Monitor would rise to really destroy everything, wipe everything out of existence. So, like I said, this episode starts off really, really well with this whole voiceover. We see the antimatter wave traveling, and we see it going to different Earths. Now, you know, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't remember which Earth is which. But uh, the first one to hit is uh, is pretty much, I guess, Batman, you know, the, the, the world of Batman 89. Because we see in a lovely cameo here, we see Robert Wool as, you know, I'm going to presume Alexander Knox. Uh, we hear the score. We hear the Danny Elfman score. Uh, we see, you know, we see Knox reading the newspaper, which is, you know, Batman arrests the Joker, which is kind of weird considering Batman 89, he he killed the Joker. Well, anyway, you know, look, I mean, infinite possibilities, right? Uh, you know, and we hear the Danny Elfman score. We see him look up and he was, oh, I hope you're watching this big guy. Uh, we jump around to different Earths. Uh, I'm going to kind of do them out of order here, probably. Uh, we go to Earth X. Uh, we see the Ray. You know, uh, this was back from uh, Crisis on Earth X, uh, where we introduced to the Ray. Uh, we see him trying to fight the antimatter wave. Uh, we jump over to another Earth, which is the Earth inhabited by Titans, uh, you know, from the DC Universe show Titans. Uh, you know, and we see Hawk and we see Tim Drake. Um, and then, like I said, we get my favorite one of all. We jump to another Earth, Gotham City, and we see uh, 
an older gentleman, uh, sort of wearing a, a bright red sweater trimmed with, with green, and he's walking his dog, and the sky turns red, and he turns to the camera and issues, holy crimson skies of death! I mean, it, you know, it was Burt Ward uh, reprising his role, you know, essentially as an older Dick Grayson, and it was absolutely amazing. Um, so what we see is that, you know, this wave, this antimatter wave is beginning to take out Earth pretty much indiscriminately, you know, not really going in any particular order, it seems. Um, or maybe maybe it is. Who knows? But uh, really what we get here is, you know, this first episode of Crisis on Infinite Earths is Supergirl, essentially. It's a Supergirl episode, so this is where we're going to start. You know, we're picking up now. Before I go any further, let me just say, when it comes to the CW shows, um, I never really watched Green Arrow. Uh, I watched the first couple of seasons of Legend. Uh, I watched the first three or four seasons of Flash. Um, Supergirl, I have watched since the beginning. I still watch it to today. And, of course, you know, you listen to this show, you know I am watching Batwoman. So, you know, some of the some of the heroes, you know, have kind of come and gone. Some things have changed. You know, I, I don't really know them I don't know them that well enough anymore that if I do make some mistakes about them, you know, please forgive me. But, you know, in terms of Supergirl and Batwoman, I'm very much up to date. So there's really no worries there at all. But like I said, this is a Supergirl episode. So we're picking up pretty much with the events uh, with Lena Luthor trying to use Myriad to essentially, you know, not so much take over the world, but really to... It's a version of mind control where really what she wants is she just wants everybody to be good and honest and, you know, really just kind of bring peace to the world. You know, in her mind, she's she's saving all humanity by doing this. Um, Supergirl, the DEO, of course, foiled her plans. Uh, but, you know, Lena Luthor had an out. Miss Tessmacher, who really wasn't Miss Tessmacher, you know, if you watch Supergirl, uh, you know, Lena merged her AI program Hope with... Miss Tessmacher and you know it's the body of Eve Tessmacher but it's really the AI program hope in there uh so that when the DEO or the FBI whoever it was came to arrest Lena for this for this plan um Miss Tessmacher pretty much sacrificed herself by taking her hostage and saying that she forced Lena to do this and it was all her plan all along and we know it's all a lie um so we're still kind of reeling from that when you know, now Supergirl and the DEO are dealing with seismic activity. Not seismic activity in National City, seismic activity worldwide. Uh, you know, they're getting essentially worldwide shocks sent around. Uh, they quickly do a scan and they detect this anti-monitor, you know, wave pretty much cruising through their universe. Brainy, of course, you know does his calculations and determines the next target in their universe there is Argo City. Uh, if you are not familiar at all with Supergirl, uh, Argo City is pretty much the remnants of the planet Krypton. Uh, her mother pretty much uh, created and developed it, created it using the Haran L, which is a very powerful Kryptonian artifact. Um, and it's the remnants of their society living there. Uh, like I said, Kara's mother is there. And if you do watch Supergirl, um, Earth-38, because Supergirl is Earth-38, Earth-38, Superman, and Lois Lane are there because Lois became pregnant with their son, Jonathan. Now, a little bit of a side note here. If you do read the comics, yes, Lois and Superman do have a child, Jonathan Kent, in, in the comics. Um, if you listen to this show at all way back when... Diana talked about a comic, um, The Super Sons, which was Jonathan Kent, 
Superman's son and um, Damian Wayne, Batman's son, uh, pretty much having their own adventures. She loves that comic to death. She was very sad when it came to an end and is hoping that they do bring it back in one form or another. But she is very excited about the fact that, you know, (laughs) there are Jonathan Kent's, uh, I believe... I believe um, on the DC Universe um, in Young Justice, I think Jonathan Kent is making an appearance there. Uh, and we have it here, you know, confirmed on the CW on Supergirl. We do have Jonathan Kent. Uh, they realize that Argo City is in trouble. But the thing with Argo City is, is it's shielded. Uh, it's shielded by the Har and L pretty much to protect it. So getting radio transmissions there is very, very difficult. But this is Supergirl. This is the DEO. You have Brainiac 5 or 6. I forget which one he is. Brainy. You have Brainy, basically. He figures out a way. Um, she tries to get a message there to Lois and Clark. We get a little, we, get, we do get a little funny thing here, though. Um, you know, we, we, we see uh, Argo City. And again, if you're not familiar at all, with Supergirl. Uh, Argo City, like Krypton, has a red sun. So Superman is powerless there. Uh, he's he's mortal. Um, they're raising Jonathan. And Lois, Lois, I love this version of Lois Lane. To me, this, this is the spirit of Lois Lane right there. You know, is she the most beautiful woman out there? No. No, she's not. And, and that's not to say that that this woman or this actress is, is, oh, my God, she's hideous. She's ugly. No, she's a very average, you know, she's a very nice looking woman. Um, but she is spunky as anything. Uh, she's She is clearly a strong, independent woman. And, you know, the relationship between her and Clark is absolutely amazing. She's, you know, like she basically says, you know, you know, finally, you know, the man who defeated Doomsday and, you know, took down Lex Luthor and this and that is has finally been bested by a dirty diaper. <laughs> um, so it's a nice moment that they have there. And Supergirl is trying to get her meshes there that they have to evacuate uh, when Alora, who is Kara's mother, comes in and basically, you know, they have already detected the, the antimatter wave coming their way. We get something very interesting here. Uh, there's only one escape ship left. Um, pretty much the same ship that brought Clark and Kara to Earth from Krypton. Uh, they load Jonathan in there. And, you know, Lois and Clark, uh, you know, Lois and Clark, I'm going to say, uh, pretty much, you know, wish him well. Pretty much like Superman's parents and, and, and Kara's parents did, uh, you know, for them, respectively. Um, and, you know, right before the wave hits, they're able to send Jonathan away. And Kara has to watch on the monitor as, you know, her mother, her her cousin, Lois, you know, pretty much everything that's left of her of her whole civilization is, is wiped out. And Brainiac tells her, you know, I'm really, really sorry, but, you know, we're next. You know, we really have to do something. This is when we begin to see. Now, it's not the monitor that does this at first, but it's a character by the name of Harbinger. Now. It seems that the heroes of Earth One know who she is, and I'm not familiar with her at all. So, if people have kept up with Flash and Green Arrow and Legends, and you know who this is, uh, write in and tell me. Because, but basically, she's sort of like a herald. It seems to me, at least, that she's a herald for the Monitor, and she's rounding up heroes. Uh, you know, she gets Ray Palmer, and she gets uh, you know the White Canary. Uh, you know, she gets Oliver and his daughter Mia, Mia Smoke, uh, who I didn't know she existed, um, you know, uh, of course gets, you know, Barry Allen, the Flash, uh, and of course gets uh, Kate Kane, Batwoman, brings them all to Earth 38, to the DEO, 
this is really interesting here because most of these heroes uh, have had crossovers before, you know. Uh, this is the CW, after all. Uh, but this is really technical. Well, Elseworlds, you know, Elseworld, last year, Elseworlds, which introduced us to Batwoman, I guess we could say that's her first crossover, but the only person she really knows is Supergirl. So once they get there, she is incredibly distrustful because when Harbinger brings her, she's in the middle of chasing down... Um, the Wonderland gang, you know, she is, she is looking for Alice because if you remember, uh, pretty much the mid season finale of Batwoman, um, you know, Alice killed, you know, Catherine Hamilton, you know, her stepmother, um, tried to kill Mary, her stepsister, uh, you know, listen to those episodes that I did about it, you know, to to really kind of get the full story there. So, when Harbinger comes to get her, she's chasing down the Wonderland gang because she wants information on Alice. And she's very annoyed that Harbinger has brought her here because, uh, first of all, she was about to find Alice. Second of all, she doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know who these people are until Kara steps up and, you know, says, but you know me. Um, and she pretty much says, you know, look, the entire universe is at stake here. And I trust all these people with my life. And, you know, she takes, she takes her costume off, or I should say she takes her costume off. I mean, Ruby Rose is pretty bold, but, uh, she takes her mask off and her wig and she's like, well, I guess you better call me Kate then. Pretty interesting though. Right before that is when she pops up, she actually pops up right next to Ray Palmer, who's in his Adam suit. And he's like, wow, really cool suit. You know, if I made some modifications and he goes to touch her hand she grabs his and she's like, if you really like this hand, you better keep it off of me. Um, also, too, Harbinger does bring back uh, Lois and Clark. Um, you know, they explained that right before the antimatter wave hit Argo City, Harbinger showed up and was able to save them. But Kara's mother is gone along with the rest of Argo City. Um, they do find out that, you know, Jonathan's. Uh, escape ship entered a wormhole and has gone to another earth um and went to like what they thought was the future and this i'm talking about the legends of tomorrow what they thought was the future uh because it's star city in the year 2046 um they didn't realize they thought they traveled in time they didn't realize that they had traveled to actually a different a different universe. Uh, so somehow that's where Jonathan, Jonathan's ship ends up. So they really realize, you know, the monitor does come or not harbinger still pretty much comes in and tells them, this is what we need to do. We need to make our stand. Uh, just then this tower out of nowhere just appears in the middle of national city. Uh, it's a defense. It's a defense that the monitor set up millennia ago to pretty much counteract the antimatter wave thing is, uh, you know, the anti-monitor is going to attack it. So we got to develop a plan. And it really falls back to Green Arrow. Green Arrow pretty much, you know, divides the teams up, uh, you know, is going to have, uh, there's disasters happening all over the globe. Superman, Supergirl, they got to take care of that. Um, the Legends and Brainy and Lois are are actually, or no, uh, actually it's White Canary. Uh, yeah, sorry. White Canary, uh, Lois, and Brainy are going to go to uh, Star City in the year 2046 to retrieve Jonathan Kent. The rest of the heroes are going to fall back to the tower to defend it. Um, I mean, this episode was absolutely incredible. Um, You know, we do see Jonathan finally rescued, protected by, you know, 
an Oliver Queen who, you know, he, he doesn't really understand where he is. You know, he's, he is kind of, he's older. He is kind of losing his mind. Um, you know, when he sees Sarah, Sarah Lance, the white, uh, the white canary, you know, he doesn't understand because the last he saw her, uh, he brought her pretty much to Leon Yu, uh, where he saw her die. He didn't know, or I should say at least this Oliver Queen, didn't know that she was resurrected by the Lazarus Pit, uh, League of Shadows, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, and he doesn't really understand what's going on. Um, you know, Lois finds Jonathan. She thanks Oliver for protecting him. And, you know, the heroes do return back. Um, the heroes that are protecting the, the tower, they are doing their darndest. Uh, they're trying to hold off, you know, this league of shadow demons, but it's just a never ending wave after wave after wave. Um, great combat sequences here. Um, right before the fighting begins, Oliver pulls Mia aside and pretty much christens her, the new green arrow gives her the suit and, you know, tells her that no matter what happens, find your mother and tell her that I love her. Um, the heroes are defending the tower the best they can, uh, but eventually they get overrun. Another cool thing that happens here is, uh, you know, as, as the fighting really gets more intense, uh, Batwoman does finally say to Ray Palmer, she goes, you want to make those modifications? Now's the time to do it. Uh, she hands over a Batarang, and Ray Palmer in his, you know, really traditional nerdy style is like, oh, wow, carbon fiber, this is really cool. And they're like, Ray, focus. Uh, he charges it up with some... Um, dwarf star matter or white star matter uh so that when she throws it uh she essentially takes out a large group of these shadow demons but they are being overwhelmed superman supergirl do return using their heat vision they're able to charge the solar panels on this tower to keep it going uh interesting thing here we see the two of them pretty much using their heat vision like i said to hit a solar panel there Superman's the first one to fall. He's the first one to kind of run out of juice and collapse. Uh, Supergirl keeps it going there. And, uh, you know, when they do kind of recover, you know, classic Superman, he's just like, you had it up, you had it upstage me one more time, didn't you, Kara? Um, we're developing a plan. You know, we realize that this is really just a stalling technique. Uh, you know, we're not going to defeat the anti-monitor here. We do need to fall back. We need, we need to get as many people off of Earth 38 as possible. Now, on this Earth, uh, you know, Earth-38 with Supergirl and Superman, uh, Martian Manhunter, and a lot of other aliens have come to this Earth as a place of refuge. So, Martian Manhunter goes out, he makes an appeal to as many aliens as he knows, because they all came here on ships. Let's activate as many ships as we can, let's load up as many humans and aliens as we can, but the thing is, where are we going to go? We can't go into space, this antimatter wave is out there. Alex Danvers has to go to Elcorp. She's got to appeal to Lena to help build basically a trans-dimensional portal. Um, we get a little bit here with the whole, you never really trusted me and blah, blah, blah. But of course, but of course, with humanity at stake, I'm going to help. But you, of course, you know, Lena, I love you. Let's give, let's give it a rest here a little bit. Okay. Uh, I know on this show, I talk about Batwoman. But I do watch Supergirl, and I've been, like I said, I've been keeping up this season. And the thing is, is Lena's big problem, little sidetrack here, sorry about this. Lena's big problem is, you know, they all lie to me. You know, Kara and, and Alex and Brainy and, and, and John Jones and, you know, Nia Na, they all lie to me, you know, because I'm a Luther and they didn't trust me enough with their secret that she's Supergirl and blah, 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 blah. Alex, though, in the last episode of Supergirl, kind of correctly points out like hey you know 
Lena hasn't exactly been an angel herself. Hey, remember when Rain was around and she captured Rain and was like experimenting on her? Yes, she was trying to help her, but she didn't tell anybody. You know, when Lex escaped from jail, she didn't tell anybody. You know, she knows how to make kryptonite. Let's not forget, too, that yes, you know, Supergirl did give her a piece of the R&L to experiment with and, and, and to work on to try to help fight Rain. But Lena kept part of it for herself to continue to work on it. Now, again, Lena was doing it for altruistic needs. You know, she was doing it to, to try to help humanity fight diseases, this and that. But she didn't tell anybody. You know, so Lena, you know, you're all hung up on, oh, you know, nobody is honest with me and trustworthy and blah, blah, blah. Lena, you, 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 you weren't exactly honest and trustworthy with anybody else, too. So you're, you're kind of to blame. End of the little sidebar there. Let's get back to the show. So, you know, the, the aliens of the world are pretty much mobilizing their, their spaceships. Uh, Brainy, you know, they, he has the Legion ship. Uh, that was pretty cool to see the Legion ship appear. Uh, and they begin to evacuate. Uh, Lena is fi- finally able to develop this portal to pretty much bring everybody to Earth-1. Uh, it now falls to the heroes to really defend the tower as much as they can, keep the shadow demons away, keep that antimatter wave away as long as possible, um, you know, to try to get as many ships to escape as possible. The monitor realizes, though, that this is a losing battle, and he begins to pull the heroes one by one back to Earth-1. Oliver, of course, is the last one, and the monitor says to him, you know, you know, Oliver, it's time to go. And he says, has everybody been evacuated? And he says, no. He goes, then it's not time to go. He uses a, a gimmick arrow here to pretty much incapacitate the monitor, and he continues to fight. Um I mean, this is amazing. You know, this is Oliver Queen's last stand. Um, you know, and look, if you made it this far, I mean, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers here. This is the last stand of Oliver Queen. Um, he's fighting off these shadow demons as best he can until he gets to the point where he reaches to his quiver and he's got nothing left. All arrows are gone. We see him drop his bow and just charge, just make a final charge. He's going to he's going to do it. We're in Earth One, you know. We're 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 there now. Everybody's pretty much fallen back to there. Uh, the monitor is able to finally bring back the body of Oliver Queen. You know, Oliver Queen is laying there dying, and the monitor says, you know, out of the the three billion, you know, the three billion people on Earth, you know, this 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 is how many actually made it off. But because of Oliver Queen, because of his sacrifice. He saved at least one billion people. Um, you know, he says his goodbyes to everybody. Um, and really, this is, this is you know, he dies. I mean, it's the death of Oliver Queen. Now, is this a final death? Is this a permanent death? I mean, infinite possibilities, right? Look, this is the final season of Green Arrow. He already passed the torch off to his daughter, Mia. I don't think he's coming back. Um, maybe they'll encounter him on a different earth. Who knows? But, you know, and again, I was never a big fan of the show Arrow. But whenever they would do these crossover events, uh, you know, I, I did like Oliver Queen. I, 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 you know, I could handle him in these crossovers. And this last stand that he made, I mean, this, this is the way a hero wants to go out. Um sacrificing himself herself really for the greater good and like the monitor said if it wasn't for a sacrifice you know 
an extra 1 billion people would have perished on Earth 38. So we are now on Earth 1, and it's time for a plan. We got to do something. Uh, Tonight, it's Monday, December 9th. So tonight is episode 2, which will be Batwoman. So it'll be pretty interesting to see where we go from there. Uh, You look at some of the trailers and things like that. I believe this is going to be the episode where everybody kind of pairs off and and begins to search the multiverse for more heroes. Um, Look, again, if you watch any of the trailers, any of the promo material, we know. Brandon Routh is going to be Kingdom Come Superman. Um, You know... We're gonna get uh, an older Bruce Wayne, uh, Kevin Conroy, who longtime voice of Batman and Batman the Animated Series, and so much else, uh, is essentially going to be Kingdom Come Batman. Um, you know, Black Lightning, which is a CW show, uh, which apparently he is not—he is not on Earth One, and he's not on Earth Thirty Eight. Um, but they're going to make an appeal to Black Lightning. They're going to make an appeal to a lot of heroes to come and help. Uh, it should be interesting. I mean, like I said, the cameos at the beginning of this episode, especially with the holy crimson skies of death. Um, absolutely, absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I really think this is this is probably going to be their greatest crossover event ever. Uh, not just for the cameos, not just for seeing alternate versions of heroes and whatnot. And hey, look, they're bringing back Smallville. Okay, <laughs> we're get we're getting we're getting Clark Kent. We're getting Smallville Clark Kent, and that always makes me smile because those first two seasons, I love that show. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, Michael Rosenbaum will not be coming back as Lex Luthor, but. Jonathan Cryer as Lex Luthor will be coming back uh, at the end of the, the midseason finale of Supergirl. Uh, we did see the monitor coming to him and basically saying, we need your mind if we're going to stop this crisis. Uh, so he will be coming back. That should be very, very interesting. But I believe, you know, tonight's episode, uh, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earth Part 2, with uh, which will be a Batwoman episode, will be focusing on really searching the multiverse for heroes to help out. And something tells me that not all these heroes are going to say yes. Um, You're probably going to get some that are not going to want to help out for whatever reasons. Again, this is an incredible crossover event and stay tuned because I can tell you uh, if I don't watch it tonight, uh, early tomorrow morning, I'm going to get on the CW app and I am going to watch episode two of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor, head on over to Instagram. Stuff You Don't Need to Know podcast is there. I post pictures about the stuff that I talk about and, uh, you know, other fun stuff. This is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later.